Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a step back and taking a fresh look at what it means to be an investor. But before we do, we need to clarify what we mean by investor. The English language, fortunately, has a rich vocabulary, makes it easier to make distinctions. These different words have different meanings, but sometimes in casual conversation, it's become increasingly common to stretch the meaning of these words and use them inappropriately. I think we would agree that a gambler and an investor are not the same thing. A gambler is engaged in a game of chance, knowing that the odds could result in a win or a loss. When you roll a pair of dice, you have a 1 in 36 chance of rolling double sixes. That's a 2.77% chance. Depending on the construct of the game, you could win or you could lose. When you go to the roulette table at the casino, you have a 1 in 37 chance of choosing the winning number. The casino will pay out 35 times the bet, so on average, the casino will win all of your money if you play long enough. But if you stop after a winning round, you could come away with some pocket change at the end of the evening. Nobody would ever confuse a gambler with an investor. Gambling might be a way to raise money, but it's nothing you would ever do to actually raise money. You would never say, I'm going to the casino to raise an A round of financing for my startup company. It's a very clear distinction. Investing, first and foremost, is about value creation and riding the coattails of value creation. When you sit back and ask a simple question, why is that single-family home worth $400,000? The answer might be elusive to some. Some might say, well, it's because comparable properties in the area have sold it close to that price. And while that statement might be true, it's not the actual answer. The correct answer is that the value is the result of the price discovery between the buyer and the seller. The buyer may have both the desire to purchase that house and the income to support financing that house at that price point. The seller has agreed to sell at that price point, and the price discovery is specific to that transaction. That's why in today's market, you sometimes see homes selling for over the asking price. There's price discovery at play here. The new owners have the income. They want to live in that area close to their place of employment. They want to build a life for themselves in that area, and they're willing to pay that much to live in that location. If you ask the same question about a cryptocurrency, why is Bitcoin worth $40,000 or $60,000 or $2,000? The best you can come up with is just because. Well, just because doesn't cut it. We get a more sophisticated version of just because sometimes. Some will say that there's a finite number of Bitcoin in existence. It's that artificial scarcity of a maximum of 21 million coins in existence that makes Bitcoin valuable. Well, at last count, there were close to 10,000 other cryptocurrencies in existence that are all variants on some theme of crypto. When you add the potential for those other currencies to provide substitute function for Bitcoin, the supposed scarcity of Bitcoin is questionable. We've seen crypto enthusiasts talk about Ethereum, Ripple, Doji, and many, many others. I've heard many people that I respect talk about how it's time to pay attention to crypto. It's too important to ignore, and when Elon Musk is investing billions of dollars into crypto and accepting crypto for the purchase of cars, it's time to pay attention. But it seems like the memory of 2017 is faded in people's minds. Here we are in 2021, repeating the history of 2017, and it's like we've learned nothing. See, I have trouble understanding how a truly sustainable intrinsic value can be attached to a crypto coin, apart from saying that there's value only by agreement. That's no different than a fiat currency. A fiat currency only gets its value by decree and by collective agreement that it has value. But the notion that its value can fluctuate by 40% in a single month, as we've witnessed in the past 30 days, means that crypto is not a useful store of value. 
And when you exchange dollars or euros or pesos for a cryptocurrency, you're not investing. You're not investing because there's no intrinsic creation of value. Which brings me to a new word we've not yet discussed today, and that's the word speculation. The word speculation is not that different from the word gambling when you closely examine the underlying meaning. In the world of investing, I can buy shares in a project or a property or a company that's creating value in the marketplace, and the residual cash created by that venture creates additional value that can be distributed to the investors as a return on that investment. There's almost nothing in common between the world of gambling and the world of investing, even though there are those who seek to oversimplify the two and consider them equivalent. In the world of investing, you're taking calculated risks on the future performance of a venture. There's agency between the risk and the outcome, which ultimately affects the outcome. In the game of chance, in the world of gambling, throwing the dice harder or with greater risk action or a larger swing doesn't affect the outcome. There's no agency. As you think about that, if you're looking to put money to work, put it to work in investing. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.